What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of Against the Grain. Before we get started, I just want to kick things off with a word of prayer. So if you would, just go with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity and thank you for the platform to be able to share my testimony, my knowledge, and my experience to witness to anyone who's willing to listen to me talk about how good you've been to me, how great you are, and just what you've done in my life, God. I just want to take the time to say thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice, God, and I just pray that every listener is able to walk away with something and that the Holy Spirit is able to speak through me. I just pray that you decrease me and increase you and just use me as your vessel to be able to speak to your people, God. I'm praying for increase. I'm praying for transformation. I'm praying for miracles. And I'm just praying for a new perspective and that everyone that listens to this podcast is able to go against the grain. I thank you for a successful episode and I thank you for a successful season. And it is so in Jesus name I pray. Amen. All right, so let's get right into it, man. Um, For those of y'all that don't know me, I am Akil Sanders. I'm 22 years old. I'm from Dallas, Texas, and I am a graduating senior. Proud to say that I'm graduating. Senior studying mechanical engineering at the illustrious Tuskegee University. Shout out to all my Tuskegee fam, all my Tuskegee folk. I love y'all, man. Like, probably, honestly, wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for a lot of y'all really pushing me and really just getting me to step outside my boat for those of y'all that follow me on social media and um just really pushed me to do this man and plus I kind of got tired of everybody telling me I need to do a podcast or a YouTube channel or something like that so finally stepping into that calling but as for um against the grain um I really just one of the reasons why I want to start this podcast was one just to kind of share my devotionals and share my experiences and just read Bible stories from my perspective and really just share that with people. So that's kind of what it's going to be about. It's also going to be me sometimes sitting down with people, sometimes interviewing people and just talking about just different topics around what it is to be a Christian, what it is from my point of view to be a Christian male in today's times and in today's society. Um, and then just different conversations and topics that you guys will want to hear me talk about, that you guys bring up to me. And just whatever the Lord puts on my heart to share and talk about is probably what it's going to be about. So we're just going to kind of go on this journey together and figure it out, guys. So I'm pretty excited. So um, just a little scriptural foundation behind Against the Grain and how I got the name and all that stuff. Like, for one Everything I talk about on here is in some way going to be based in scripture. Like, that's just how it's going to be. Um, so, yeah, but for as far as the name Against the Grain, the scriptural foundation for it and for this podcast, which really is a lot of scriptures that kind of that I kind of use and go in my life by and kind of help me start this podcast and that I'm going to go through. But the main one is Romans 12 and 2 which reads in the NLT, do not copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So another popular translation for that is the King James Version, which basically says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Which some of you may have heard that one, but regardless 
that very scripture to me is the definition of what it means to go against the grain, literally to not conform, but to let God retransform your mind the way you think so you can live a life that's pleasing to him. And that's really important because that's why we're here on earth. Like, so just some some context into Romans 12 and 2, into that scripture. So it's Romans, so it's Paul talking. And um, basically that whole chapter is about Paul describing how we should live our we should live our lives as a living sacrifice. And we do that as a response to God and how good he's been, his mercy, you know, just everything he's done for us and the way he loves us and just including us into that family. And as a response to that goodness and that grace and that mercy and that love, we give ourselves and our lives as a living sacrifice. And we can do that through, you know, learning your spiritual gift and just taking your place in the kingdom and your calling and all that great stuff. So that's just a little context behind um, Romans chapter 12. And um, that's another thing that kind of helped me push me to start this podcast because that's what I wanted to help people do, especially like younger people in college and high school and all that and leaving college and just people are young people, you know, because a lot of times we go to church and then even if it's a good message, we leave on Sunday not really knowing what to do. Like we just kind of waiting to go to church the next Sunday for another message that's going to, I guess, recharge us. But this is a daily thing. This is a daily walk. And if there's one thing that you get from this podcast today is that the most important thing is your personal relationship with, with, with Jesus. Like that is that is what it's all about. Not yes, going to church is important. Yes, prayer is important. Yes, having accountability and community and all that is really important. But the most important thing is your personal relationship with Jesus. And if you have if you work on that relationship daily and grow in that relationship all your other relationships are going to be better your life is going to get better you're going to get better and i can attest to that as we're going to get into later on in the episode but um that's another reason why i wanted to start it just to kind of give people something practically to help them like grow in their spiritual journey just something that they can relate to because a lot of times, like for those of y'all that grew up in church like me, y'all probably heard like we should be in the world and not of the world. And, you know, we were like a lot of people get turned off to Christianity because they feel like it's like a list of what you can't do. Like, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. And really never tell you about the benefits, bro. Like this podcast is going to be me kind of. Yes, I'm going to talk about my struggles and my shortcomings and all of that and you know, of course, the stuff that I shouldn't do and can't do, but I'm also going to talk about the benefits and like the the good things about being a believer and, and walking this walk and being on this journey. So that's another thing, too, bro. And also like to kind of give people like a, just a window into my life on how you can be how you can be in the world, but not be of the world. How you can engage culture and not be engulfed in culture. How you can still listen to all the music you like to listen to and all that, but still be able to pray and minister to people and, and share the gospel and all that and not let the stuff that you see and not let the stuff that you're around and not let the stuff that you hear just really get on the inside of you and make you live a way that you don't want to live. So, um, you know, which is um just to go a little bit deeper into Romans 12 and 2. Um, really how it says, do not copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but be transformed into a new person by changing the way you think. You can't transform into a new person unless 
it starts in your mind. And the, the person that you want to transform into and that we should seek to transform into is somebody who's going to live a life that's pleasing to God. So we have to let him transform or renew our minds. And a lot of times we think that's like a one-time thing. Like, oh, you, you go down to the altar, altar call and you get saved and, you know, the, the pastor pray for you and you give your life to Christ. Even you get baptized and you think, bam, you know, the Lord has renewed my mind. But no, it is not a one-time thing. It's a continuous thing. Just because you got baptized and you got saved, yes, you're a new person when you come up out that water. Yes, you believe all that stuff, but you still got to go back into the same places that you came from and those same temptations. So you have to allow God to renew your mind so you can be able to start to, to really change and grow and transform into a new person and just live a life that's pleasing to him. And you will want to do it once you do that. And that renewal of your mind is a continuous process. And y'all, I'm be real with y'all. Like this whole, like I'm trying to be real as possible throughout this whole thing. Like it's days where I need to ask the Lord to renew my mind by the hour, sometimes by the minute, sometimes every 30 seconds. It's something in front of my face or something that I'm in or some situation I'm in. I'm like, God, I'm just trying to live in a way that pleases you. I need you to renew my mind. I know you just did it 30 seconds ago, but please just do it one more time. I'm trying to stay on the straight and narrow. So that's not always a one-time thing, bro. Like we have to constantly get our mind renewed because there is always going to be challenges thrown at us, always going to be temptation, always going to be stuff there. We have to continually grow and continually allow our mind to be renewed so we can live that life that's pleasing to God. And then, um, you know, just the way this world is and the, the patterns and behaviors of this world is not always was pleasing to God. And I know some of y'all, for all y'all Bible folk out there saying that, didn't in John 3.16 it said, for God so loved the world and all that? Yeah, it did. But he was referring to something a little bit different. Um, so typically when the word world is used in the New Testament, it's the Greek word ion, which means world system in a specific period of time or age. So that's basically like how the world is governed, which I think that's pretty cool to me because it's like so beautiful how the Bible like keeps itself relevant. So you got to think about it. Like the way the world was governed back then is different from the way the world is governed now. And just how like the people back then needed Jesus and his teachings and all that. And we need the word and all that now to guide us and teach us. But even still, we live in, it was two different ways that they lived back then. We both need the word of God just the same to be able to like govern us and stuff like that. It's, I don't know. I just think that's really cool, bro. Like for real. But um, so yeah, that word world in the New Testament, typically and in Romans 12 and 2 is Ion, which means world system through a specific period of time or age. But in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world, that was the Greek word cosmos which is where we get the word cosmos, which is literally translated to inhabited earth. So that's like the world that he created in six days. So like in Genesis. So when it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, he was talking about the world that he created. Now that's not to say he doesn't love us and all the people in it because he does. That's why he sent his son. And, you know, be it that we live in a fallen world, in a dark world and all that, you know, Matthew, Matthew chapter five, it talks about how we are the light of the world, you know, and we're called to be salt and all of that. So that's why we have to. And then even in the Great Commission, it tells us to go out into all the nation and make disciples. That's basically just being a light and sharing that light with other people so they can be a light. 
So that's why, you know, we can't be scared to, to walk this walk, you know? And that's why another reason why I felt this podcast is so important to help people know how to shine their light. So, um, yeah, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't always easy. Like, I haven't always been like this, I guess, super Christian or whatever you want to call me. I really don't know. But um, I haven't always been at this particular place in my faith journey. And um, it's I'm not going to lie. It's um, it's been a struggle like to get to where I am. But, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade any of it, bro. And I'm always trying to grow. I'm always trying to progress. I'm always trying to get better. And um, I have people around me that really helped push me, which is the reason why I started this podcast, like I said, but it wasn't it wasn't always easy. Like even still. So let me just start from the beginning. Let me just tell you my story and start from the beginning. So I grew up in church. I'm from Dallas, Texas. I told you all that I grew up in church and not just any church. I went to the Potter's house for ever since I moved to Dallas since I was four years old. I've been to the Potter's house. And for those of y'all that don't know the Potter's House, that's Bishop T.D. Jakes Church in Dallas, Texas. My grandfather, God rest his soul, uh, Pastor Amos Sanders, um, he was an associate pastor there until he passed away in 2004. But my fa- So my family has like been in that church for like ever since I can remember, for real. So, you know, I grew up in church. Both of my parents were heavily involved in the church. My mom sings in the choir. My dad takes pictures. My grandma sits on the front row, all that great stuff. But even then, growing up in church... I never really had my own personal relationship with with God. Like, of course, like I wasn't a troublesome kid. I didn't get in a lot of trouble growing up. You know, I made good grades in school. I, you know, was a well-behaved child at home. I didn't cause a lot of problems for my parents. But even still, that had nothing to do with like church or God. I just didn't like getting in trouble and all that stuff and didn't like getting whoopings, didn't like getting my game taken away, all that stuff. So, and then school was easy for me. So I was like that. That's because that's just how I was. Like it had nothing to do with God or the faith or anything like that. So I didn't really, I just didn't really start at a young age, like trying to be, you know, the one always throwing scriptures and, you know, living this right life. Like, no, I was just really doing me. And I saw my parents have a relationship with God and they prayed and all that. And my moms would pray with me and my siblings and all that. But I just thought that I would get to that place sometime when I got older. Like, I didn't think that it was something that I need to try to get on my own. I just thought it would come naturally over time. So I didn't really worry about it. And of course, I would like pray over my food and stuff and pray before I would go to bed at night and every time I got in trouble and needed something from God, I would always, you know, say a prayer or, you know, y'all know how we always do that bargain prayer whenever we get in trouble. Like, God, if you just get me out of this one time, I'll, I'll promise you I'll act right. I'll promise you I'll live right. Like, I did that. So, I kind of had, like, really a wrong perspective on, you know, who God was in my life and what he did for me and all that. And I believe that he died on the cross. Jesus died on the cross for our sins and all that. But I didn't have no relationship. I was just kind of going through the motions because that's what I had to do. I had to go to church. So um, that's just my, that was just my approach to it. And I remember when I was 17 years old, I had my first, like, I guess, encounter with the Holy Spirit or yeah, so that that was when I had like my first encounter with like God via the Holy Spirit, and I remember I had woke up at like three a.m. It was like three in the morning, 
and I couldn't go back to sleep. I don't know why I woke up. I don't know why I couldn't go back to sleep. And my Bible was under my bed. And I don't even know where I kept my Bible or how I got under my bed or anything like that. But I, I opened it up and I just started flipping through it. Didn't know where I was going to while I opened it up. And I ended up at 1 John 4.18. Um, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear hath torment. But he that feareth is not made perfect in love. And reading that, I really didn't know what it meant. And I really don't even know why I got so stuck on that scripture. But it's like after reading that, I just started getting all this revelation about this scripture. And it was like crazy, bro. And I just like, it was like I was thinking thoughts that weren't mine, which I know sounds crazy, but that's that's what was going on. And I was like, bro, this has to be God. Like, I don't even know what that scripture just meant. Now I understand it like the back of my hand and I'm just getting all this this stuff on it. So I was like, bro, I got to write this down. Like, this is good. Like, this this must be what it feel like to be T.D. Jakes. You feel me? So I got a composition book that I had and I just start writing down every thought that I would get. And as soon as I would write down the thought, it would leave my head and another one would come. And I was like, bro, I don't even, my thought process is not even like this. Like, this is, this can't be me. This has to be God, like, talking to me, like, about this scripture. And by the time I got done, I had, like, three pages front and back on a composition book full of notes about this one Bible verse. And I was just, like, in awe. I remember waking my mom up the next morning, like, telling her about it and all that and even still you would have thought that at that moment i knew i was supposed to speak the word of no bruh i promise you a couple weeks i had forgot about it i had lost the journal that i had the notes in i don't even know where that bible at to this day but it was just an encounter that i remember having and i i i still to this day can't really explain it but yeah so after that I just went back to the normal way I was living. Like, my perspective didn't change at all. Like, I still thought the same way I did my whole life. And then, you know, I finally went to college with that same mentality. Um, and just would kind of, you know, pray over my food and all that stuff. And still didn't have no relationship. And I went to Tuskegee University on scholarship. Like I said, shout out Skeegee fam. Um, and I, I was a pretty smart kid in high school. Like, I went to the number one high school in the nation. Shout out Tag. Um, so I knew I wasn't really worried like about how I would do academically. So when I got to school and college, I just started joining a bunch of like clubs and organizations, just trying to really step out of my comfort zone and be more social than I was in high school. And in that, like I had to keep like a three, two, five to keep my scholarship, but I was doing so much stuff outside of school or outside of class. And school was so easy to me because of how rigorous my high school was that I kind of slacked off. And even still, my first semester, I made like a pretty decent GPA. And then I started that summer before and got a 4.0. So I was starting my freshman year off with a 4.0. And then my first semester, I got like a decent GPA. It was over a 3.25. So I was cooling. So I was like, you know what? Next semester, I'm going to do even more stuff. And I did. And I neglected my work even more and ended up just doing like really bad that spring semester. Like it literally makes no sense. Like just because I just didn't apply myself and wanted to do everything else and be everybody's friend, bro. And I ended up getting an email in that in the summer after my freshman year at my internship saying I lost my scholarship. 
Y'all, when I say I must have cried so hard, I called my mama at work at my desk crying, sent her the email. Bruh, I didn't know what I was going to do because I definitely couldn't afford Tuskegee. Couldn't take out no loans at the time. I had a couple outside scholarships, but I knew they weren't going to cover my tuition and all that. So I was like, bruh, I ain't never cried so hard in my life. I tried to appeal. That fell through. That didn't work. So now, you know, I'm back at school in the fall. Like, bruh, I don't know how I'm going to get fully enrolled and pay this balance and all that. And... I still don't remember the exact details of how I did it. I just know I set up a payment plan of some sort that I didn't even pay off. Like, I just got the first payment started so I can enroll in my classes. I, I'm pretty sure my sister helped me that first semester. But, you know, God somehow made a way for me to get enrolled in school, even though I didn't have a scholarship anymore to cover, like, my tuition. And all my outside scholarships were about to run out. So, you know... God made a way for me to get in, enrolled that first semester. And you would think I would have learned my lesson and stopped doing stuff and started, you know, getting in my books and making a 4.0 or some super high GPA, but that didn't happen. Matter of fact, I it, the exact opposite happened. My sophomore year, I started hanging out with older people. I started, you know, taking pictures more because I'm a photographer, you know, at every event. Me and my homies started throwing parties all through Skiggy. Shout out to the Lakers. I love y'all boys. Y'all know who y'all are. I love y'all, man. That was a great time. But, um, yeah, I just, I didn't learn my lesson. And it just kept going, like, every semester. Spring spring semester, sophomore year, the same thing. Fall semester, junior year, the same thing. And at the end of every semester, I would end up in this really dark place. Didn't make good grades. Had a balance to pay, didn't know how I was going to pay it, didn't know how I was going to enroll in the next semester. And I would always end up in this place, bro. And I was just tired of it. I felt like I was wasting my potential. I felt like I was letting people that believed in me down because I wasn't doing my best in school. And they were making all these sacrifices to help me pay for it. And I wasn't even keeping my grades up, but I was lying to them, telling them everything was okay and I was doing well. And in December of 2017, I remember being in that same place again for like the third or fourth semester in a row. And I was just like, God, I've been doing this my way this whole time. Now I'm going to do it your way. And I'm going to be real, child. I don't even know what that meant when I said that to myself. I I had no idea. But I was like, you know what? Anything, I'm going to at least try something. Like anything is better than ending up in this place every semester, bro. I'm better than this. So I decided that. I was going to tithe. So I went home um, December 2017. And uh, my dad's, like I said, my dad's a photographer at the church and he's a photographer in Dallas. So I was just doing little different jobs with him. And whenever he would pay me and I would get paid from photography, I would I would tithe that 10%, put it in church. And um, I started just, I actually made a lot of bread that December, like more than I thought I would. And I was like, okay, maybe this tithing thing kind of working. So I get back to school in January and I'm like, all right, God, you done made a way for me to, you know, be in school every semester with this money situation. I'm trying to start tithing. I'm trying to start doing this your way. I need you to do it one more time for me so we can figure this out. And I promise you, if you just do it this time, I'm serious about doing right and all that. I had I had to do one of them prayers again. And long story short, it it didn't work out like I didn't find enough money 
you know, with scholarships and all that to get in school that semester. And I couldn't take out a loan at the time. So I didn't know what I was going to do, bro. And I was kind of like, you know, kind of hurt. Like, all right, God, I told you I was trying to do this your way. I've been tired and I've been doing better. You know, I've been serious. Like, I got faith and all that. But you came through for me when I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. So why not this time? And I was just really confused. And then I was talking to one of my bros that um interned with the company that I was with. And um he was like, why don't you call them and try to do a co-op? And so I was like, okay. I didn't even think about it. And I called them, told them my situation, told them what was going on. And they looked into it. And I ended up getting a co-op in Huntsville, Alabama, in that area. So I went from not being in school for the semester, not knowing what I was going to do, not knowing, you know, probably going to get like a little job to just make ends meet and, you know, pass the time. I went from that to having a co-op where I was making just as much money during my internship for a whole six months because I was going, because I was basically going to the place I was interning at early. And then the company was paying for my housing. So now I had a new place to stay and all of that. And God just literally turned my whole situation down in like 24 hours. And I was just, my mind was blown, bro. Like, wow. So, of course, I went up to Huntsville and um, I started tithing on the money I was making up there and all that, trying to stay true to what I said I was going to do. And I, um, some people from the Huntsville area, some of my friends from the Huntsville area and like some Tuskegee alumni had a church that they went to and out there called All Nations Worship Assembly. Shout out to my All Nations family. I love y'all, man. Thank y'all for welcoming me with open arms, all that. Like, I love y'all. Um, so I started going to All Nations on Sundays and I was getting some good word out there, man, from Pastor AD. Like, shout out Pastor AD. And, um, but I needed more. Like, I was... I don't know, like, I, it was it was good, and it, it fed me spiritually, but I needed more, so I started, like, looking up sermons on YouTube, and um, a friend of mine let me know about the Bible app and devotional plans, so I started doing that, and then in that, I came across the Relationship Goals series and Pastor Michael Todd. Shout out Transformation Church and Relation Goals series. Side note, if y'all haven't watched that series Go look that up on YouTube, Relationship Goals, Transformation Church, and watch those videos. It will change your perspective on relationships. I don't care if you pause this video and go watch it, bro. Like, y'all need to watch that. So, yeah, like, do that for real. So, I had watched that, and um, that whole series, and Pastor Michael Todd really blessed me. So, I ended up binge-watching every sermon he had ever preached and that was ever uploaded, you know, by the church. And then from Transformation Church, I learned about Elevation Church and Stephen Furtick and Voo Church and Rich Wilkerson Jr. And then I started binge watching Sarah Jakes Roberts' message. And then I was still tuning in back home and I was going to All Nations on Sundays. Like, I was just consuming so much word. And on top of that, I was doing devotionals every day on the Bible app, getting my little streak up and stuff. And then I was going to, like, church on, I was having, like, youth group every, like, Tuesday or every other Tuesday with Woke. Shout out to Woke. And just a meeting with young people that just had a passion for God. And that really helped me to see, like, where I wanted to go and kind of helped me to, like, see, like, my next step. You know, just being able to, like, merge, like, my church life and my real life into, like, one. 
and seeing like the people at woke like for real man everybody at woke man i love y'all bro like y'all really don't know how much y'all bless me bro shout out to all the woke people listening one more time but um that just really helped me to like see my next step so i was going to woke like every other every other tuesday I was going to Bible study every Wednesday, going to church every Sunday, and I was reading my word in the devotional and listening to a sermon or two, sometimes three or four sermons every day. I kid you not. Like, so, and this was the whole time I was at Huntsville. So this was like for a six month period. Like I was growing exponentially, like for real. And that's that's honestly helped me. That honestly was a lot of the legwork for how I got to this place I was now, because during that time period when I was kind of by myself not at school like that's what I was doing that's what I was learning I didn't have no classes or nothing nothing to study for so I was studying the word and it makes sense that I was kind of growing like that and like that because in first Corinthians 3 um Paul talks about how you know we get fed with milk not solid food before we're ready for anything stronger because we're still controlled by our sinful nature you know so it, which makes sense like when a, when a newborn baby born, how it has to drink so much milk and all that. Like spiritually, I was like a newborn baby, bro. I needed nourishment. I needed all of that. And I was hungry for it. So I went and got it, bro. And that's why, you know, I was doing all that. That's not to say you got to watch three sermons a day and go to church three, four times a week. But if that's what you're hungry for, then that's what you're going to do. But you don't necessarily have to do that. That's just what I did. You know what I mean? So um, I was doing that and... Then I went on my first fast before my 21st birthday. I fasted for 21 days. I did the Daniel fast. So that was just basically like water, fruits and vegetables, anything that come from the earth. And I did that for 21 days. And that was, y'all, I have never heard God's voice so clearly. Like, oh, I have never heard God's voice so clearly after doing that fast, bro. It felt so good. And I felt like so in tune with like the spirit on the inside of me, like, Man, that was a, that was a, that was it was hard and it sucked because boy, I like to eat. I love to eat, bro. And it was so much stuff I couldn't eat because of the fast. But and when I got off of it, boy, the first thing I did was go to Chick Fil A. I promise you, didn't try to ease back into it or nothing, bro. I went straight to Chick Fil A. <laughs> so y'all can imagine how my stomach was feeling right after that. But it was it was worth it, bro. It was worth it. So um, I did my first fast. Uh. Then um, I was really getting to a place where I was like, okay, I want to go deeper. I want to go. I want to go further. I want to grow even more. Like, what is my next step? And I saw Michael Todd preach a message on baptism, and I was like, wow, I have not been baptized yet. So I called up my bro from woke, Tevin. Shout out to Tev. Um, which hold on, Tev just got married to the love of his life, Serena. So I want to shout y'all out. You know, shout out to y'all. So I, um, but yeah, so um. I called Tevin up and I was like, bro, how can I get baptized? Like, when is the church doing baptisms again? And he gave me the date, which is July 22nd, which is the day that I wanted to drop this podcast because exactly one day, well, to this day last year, July 22nd, 2018 was the day I got baptized and went public with my relationship with Jesus, which that's all baptism basically is, bro. It's, it's like the, they call it the wedding band of Christianity. It's basically you going public with your relationship with God. And so that's what I did on July 22nd, 2018, you know, and my family came down from Texas. My friends were there. Shout out to everybody that came out to my baptism. You know, that really meant a lot to me. 
I love all of y'all, man. Thank you, bro. That meant a lot to me. Um, and I really just kind of went public with that relationship. And the amount of support I got was overwhelming. Like, people was hitting me up from all over. Like, bro, congratulations. Th you know, welcome to the family. All that stuff. Like, I never could have imagined I would have got that much support, bro. Like, from not just friends and, and family, but people I didn't even know. And I'm not even talking about at church. I'm talking about, like, random people on social media people that heard about it through other people were just reaching out to me, like, you know, showing love to me, bruh. And that was like a great feeling, bruh. And I really felt like I belong like somewhere, you know? And that really kind of changed my life. So, and that was toward the end of the summer. So now I'm feeling refreshed. I'm feeling like a literally new person when I came about that water, especially considering like how much I had been growing up to that point. So I was ready to go back to school, you know, ready to start doing this thing for real. So get to August, I go back to school and I had saved up a lot of money for my co-op. And then I end up getting another scholarship. You know, God blessed me with that. So I didn't even have to use that much bread that I saved up to pay for school. So I was already starting off on a good note. And I was determined to, 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 to be different and not end up in the same place that I used to end up at the end of every semester. So I started going to church. Um, at Church of the Hollands. Shout out Church of the Hollands, Auburn. I love y'all, man. Everybody out there, shout out to all y'all listening. Um, so I started going there um, on Sundays, and I started going to like different Bible studies on campus and all that. Shout out to um, FCA and Bible Talk. I was in Bible Talk like almost every Tuesday, and I would go to FCA whenever I would know about it. So shout out to both of y'all. And that really helped me to just get around some community, bro, because that's important, bro. Like, for anybody, for real, like, you know, men and women like alike, we all need we all need strong community around us because this journey was not what we were meant to do on our own. Like you need to get some people that's going to hold you accountable, that's going to lift you up when you fall. Like the Bible talks about that, you know, about, you know, not walking this journey alone and, and, and walking with somebody because when, when one person falls, the other can help you up and like a threefold cord is not easily broken and all that. Like you need people. Like that's another thing. If you don't take anything from this podcast, bro, take the relationship with Jesus is the most important thing. And then that's a vertical relationship and you need horizontal relationships too in community with people. You know, that's like, that's like the greatest commandment. It says that in the Bible, like that, that is the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and secondly and equally as important. So just as important as loving the Lord with all your heart is loving your neighbor as you love yourself. So you got to love God. You got to love yourself. And then you got to love the people around you. And those people around you, y'all need each other. Like we all need each other. So if you don't take anything from this podcast, take those two things. So, um, yeah, I was going to different Bible studies and all that and just really like developing a community around me. And in doing that, a friend told me about this internship at Church of the Hollands called um, 252, which is based off of Luke 252, which is just talking about Jesus and his growth and development from the time he was like 12 years old to the time he started his ministry when he was 30. So um, I was kind of skeptical about it at first. Because I didn't really want to do it, but I called some of my friends up, called some of my mentors up, called Tev, and they were all just like, bro, you need to go do it. What are you waiting on? So I stepped out of my comfort zone and did that internship at, at Church of the Highlands Auburn. Shout out to all my 252 fam. I love y'all, especially my group. I love y'all boys. Y'all know who y'all are. Shout out to y'all, man. Um, 
So I did 252 and it just really helped me to see a different side of ministry, like, and really to help me step in my comfort zone because I'm naturally an introvert. Like, if you know me, you know, bro, like that. I'm, I'm naturally reserved into myself. Like once I get to know you and all that, we can talk, we can laugh, we can joke, we can be cool. But naturally on my own, nah, I'm straight on it. I am an introvert to the T. So that's another, that's why I like taking pictures so I can hide from people and be behind the camera. So being in that internship at Church of the Highlands really kind of helped me step out of my comfort zone. And then I was able to get fed from so many different people and meet so many different new people and hear so many different stories and so many testimonies. And it was just so refreshing, man. Like, and I'm just so thankful that I did it and so thankful that I got the opportunity to. And even then, like after that, like while doing that, I wanted to go even deeper. So another another like Bible study I used to go to was Jaywalkers, which is sponsored by um this ministry called Saving Me For Him. Shout out to the Jay Walkers family and Saving Me For Him. And um, I really got involved with, with that Bible study a lot. And I remember the ministry would every year put on this conference in the spring called the Reckless Conference. And I remember hearing about it like freshman year and sophomore year and junior year and all that. And at first it was for all girls. And then they changed it to guys. And I was like, bro, I got to go. I got to go. So, um. I wanted to go when I was in Huntsville, but I couldn't go because I was working in Huntsville. So when I got back to school that following spring, I had to do it. So I reached out to the founder of the ministry, which we had already kind of knew each other because I was going to Bible study. So um, shout out to shout out to Lacey and Miss Sabrina. Um, and I told them I wanted to be involved and I wanted to not only attend the conference, but I just was willing to serve and help in any way I can. And I ended up doing a lot of the graphic design and stuff for the conference and helping set up and all that. And when I tell y'all that conference was a life-changing experience, bro, shout out to everybody that went to Reckless, bro, and that was a part of that, bro. Y'all can attest to what I'm talking about. Like, I love y'all. I love that experience. It was life-changing, bro. Just seeing a lot of young people my age just really chasing after God and chasing after purpose and just wanting to grow and just get fed spiritually, bro. And, like, the spirit was just so powerful in that room, bro, which... I know I probably sound like some of y'all grandmas and uncles and aunties and stuff that be grew up in church all the time, but it was it was so that was like the first time I had felt for myself like the spirit of God like being in a room like heavy like like you can just tell like there was something different in the atmosphere, bro. Like I don't even know like it was it was it was crazy, but it was it was amazing and life changing. So I went to I went to that conference and really got blessed and really changed my life. And then I just kept going to the different Bible studies and Bible talks and I would started speaking up more and started developing more of a vocal presence and, you know, just really having more one on one conversations with people in my inner circle. And then, you know, my my little spiritual community. And then um, people were just like, hey, bro, you kind of long winded one, <laughs> which I know. And but you be saying some good stuff. And I just remember like the Lord speaking to me at times in different Bible stories like and in different Bible studies, like just, you know, telling me different things to say and dropping little nuggets on me, just how he did when I was 17 years old in my room that night or early that morning. So um, when people told me I should like start a Bible, stu start like a Bible study or a YouTube channel or a podcast or something, I admit the introvert in me was like, nah, I'm good. Ain't nobody going to listen to me talk anyway. But then I started like feeling the call to ministry on my life and I did not want to do it 
because I immediately thought that I had to be a pastor and I did not want to be a pastor, don't want to be a pastor, none of that. But I was like, it's not being a pastor, bro. It's just, it doesn't necessarily mean that. And um, long story short, bro, I wrestled with the idea. I tried to keep running from it. And now we ended up here at this podcast. And yeah. And I don't want y'all to think that I'm like, now that I've grown to this place and I'm doing this podcast and I'm speaking about all this stuff and doing all stuff like that, that I'm just perfect because I'm not, I'm far from it, bro. Like anybody that really knows me will tell you, like, I fall short a lot. You know, there's a lot of stuff that I used to struggle with that I don't need anymore, but it's still a lot of stuff that I'm struggling with, bro. Like, you know, pride, I do. I struggle with that heavy. That's like a generational thing for me. Lust and perversion, pornography, you know, being manipulative, you know, like, bro, all of that. Like, I, I either struggled or still struggle with all of that. Opening up to people, being transparent, even with the people in my inner circle, bro, I struggle with that. And it's a, it's, it's a, it's a process, bro. And I am not perfect by any means, but I'm never going to pretend to be. And I'm always going to try to my best to get better than I was the day before. And that's and that's one thing I'm all about, bro, is growth. And that's another thing I want to do to this podcast is help people see how they can grow and then just spread love and positivity to people because we need that. And you never know like how you can help somebody. And um yeah, that's that's pretty much my little spiel though. Um that's like my story and how I got to where I am. And I'm just really excited to see where this podcast goes, you know, and can't wait to see what the Lord puts on my heart to talk about and what y'all want to talk about. Anything y'all want to hear me talk about, let me know. Y'all can um, follow me on social media, on Instagram. That's at akil.ks on Instagram. That's akil.ks on Instagram. Y'all can follow me on Twitter at akilxkamal. That's A-K-I-L-X-K-A-M-A-A-L. So, you know, let me know what y'all thought about this podcast this first episode, you know, anything that you like, anything that spoke to you, you know, if it's to do well, it's to do better, something you didn't like, something you didn't agree with, let me know about that. You know, we can have a conversation with it. As y'all can see, I'm pretty long-winded, so yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just just hit me up. Let me know what y'all think. If you have my number, you can text me. But um, I'm excited, guys. You know, you know, I can't wait to see where this goes. I hope, you know, I really bless somebody today. I hope you know, somebody got something from it and just really heard something that they can really take with them and dwell on. So, you know, with that being said, I'm just going to close with another word of prayer. And then um, that's going to be it. So if y'all would go with me one more time. Dear Lord, I just want to again say thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for allowing me to just make it through this first episode. And God, just thank you for doing a new thing in my life and in the lives of all of these listeners and everyone under the sound of my voice, God. I just pray, God, that you were able to move on somebody's heart today and just plant a seed in somebody's mind, God. And even if they only listen to a portion of the podcast, God, I pray that whatever they heard, God, you were able to speak through them and touch their lives in some way through it, God. I just thank you, God, for the transformation that's going to occur, God, just for the, the revelation that's going to come across, God 
God and just for the great weeks and you know the great days that are ahead of people and everyone that's listening God I just pray Holy Spirit that you give everyone the strength to go against the grain whether they're at school whether they're at work whether they're at home and their relationships and just really transform their mind God so they can live in a way that pleases you and really grow and walk into whatever you called them to be God I'm thanking you God for a successful week and I'm thanking you God for just better days that are going to be ahead of you God and I just pray God that you just continue to do what you do and just love us the way that only you can and help us to love others in that same way with that being said yeah um that's it guys uh amen all that great stuff uh until next time go against the grain this week